Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. The prerequisite for those that are here visiting with us, our theme for the year is biblical leadership, and this month's theme is integrity. And as I begin to study, God led me to this scripture. And I, I did, was struggling with connecting, but it's just like God to make sure that you're using him and not yourself. And so the scripture reads, and God said to them, let us make man in our own image. And let them have dominion over the fish in the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, over the, all the earth and over every creeping thing upon the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Prerequisite. I had to practice that word because I was scared I was going to be running over it. But, amen. Prerequisite. It's something that is required in advance. It required as a prior condition to something else. If you've ever been to college, there is a prerequisite sometimes for courses that you take. You might have a math class that you need at 301, but you've got to take 101 and 201 before you can get to 301. That's called a prerequisite. They won't let you skip over it. You've got to have it. That's what a prerequisite is. And as I read the scripture, God showed me that the prerequisite to dominion is image. It was the first thing he gave us was his image. He gave you image, and then he gave you dominion. And as I begin to reflect on what God image is, it really the nature and the characteristics of God. It speaks of his sovereignty, of his holiness. It speaks of his omnipotence and omniscience. It speaks on his omnipresence. It's his immutability and his never-ending love. That's the characteristics of God. And we, not God, physically, but spiritually and morally, we have his image, which is expressed through the fruit of the Spirit. That's how we can do a fruit inspection of the image of God. Because we should be reflecting love, joy, peace, hope, and gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, patience, and self-control. If we're showing some of that, we might know something about his image and his character. God said there was a prerequisite for authority. It's called character. God said there was a prerequisite for power. It's called character. There's a prerequisite for leadership. It's called character. Character is an attribute or features that make up and distinguish an individual. It's moral excellence and firmness. It's active integrity. Not passive integrity, but active integrity. 
Does your character change depending on your location? That was one of the questions. Are you one person here and a whole nother person at your house? And a whole nother person when you get to work? And a whole nother person when you're in school? Think about that. Every leader needs character first. If you get the leader, leader position before you get your character, we're going to have some problems. If you are a different person in different locations, you're a hypocrite. How can you tell me something to do when you don't do it yourself? Hypocrisy. If you get yourself into a position of leadership or authority or power, and your character's not developed, it's going to kill you. If you become a, a leader without character, you're going to be a corrupt leader after a while. If you don't have your character, you'll become a callous leader. You ain't going to care about what people think. If you become in power without character, you'll start compromising your convictions. You know better, but we'll just let it go by this time. You'll be a manager sitting around with dirty jokes and don't say nothing. You'll compromise. And after a while, you'll stop compromising. You'll just contradict what you believe. When you hear you believe it, when you get to work, it's okay. Character. Character can be developed and maintained. It starts with your integrity. A commitment to consistently hold on to your convictions. That don't mean no is no today and tomorrow is yes and then Wednesday I get back to no and before I get before the church people it's no again. But on Thursday and Friday it was yes. Integrity. It's the same thing, the same process, the same thinking, the same words spoken, the same actions. Always. That's not perfection. That's determination to hold on to your integrity. Six things that will develop your confession, develop your development. The first thing is confession. The scripture says, if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse you. It's a prerequisite. I gotta have to be able to confess I didn't do it all right. You gotta let God know. He already know, but you gotta tell him, I need you to help me in this area because I just keep messing this up. It's called confession. It's a prerequisite. Character can be developed through consecration. Now, this is assuming that you know him according to the scripture and were taught about him as in truth of Jesus. You have to put off that old man. That means you have the power given by the Holy Spirit to just stop doing some stuff. Sometimes it's a process, but sometimes you're just doing it because it feels good. 
And there's a difference. When a sheep falls in the mud, he cries out. When a pig crawls and falls in the mud, he's leaping for joy. There's a difference. When the people of God get into sin, you ought to have some type of conviction. If it felt good for a second, second number two, you should be feeling sorry that you did it. Conviction is permission to repent. Consecration. You can put off the old self, which belonged to who you used to be, and put on the new self. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's a prerequisite. Character can be developed and maintained through transformation of your mind. Romans 12 and 1 says, don't be conformed to this world. It's really easy to get conformed because there's always something going on. And when it looks good and it feels good, it's your convictions that have to keep you out of it. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means I got to be putting something else in my mind. And that thing should be the word of God. So it can refresh and remind me like a mirror that I need changes. Because I want to have a character that represents God. It's a prerequisite. Character develop, can be developed and maintained through sacrifice. Everybody got somebody in their life they know they need to cut off a long time ago. God will let you know when you're hanging around somebody that's not about his will. But you know what it is? I've learned that it's desperation to have somebody. It's that neediness that anybody will do. Anybody will do. Just any old body. Any old body. If you go to work and he laying on the couch, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with that. The Bible says he shouldn't be eating. He should be really skinny. Because if you don't work, you don't eat. That's in the scripture. When you come home and he's sitting there and what you cooking, something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. There are some people that do not mean you any good. And no matter how lonely you may be feeling, it is better to obey God and cut them off so that God can bring Boaz to you. He can't get Boaz because you... Woo! Thank you, God. He'll keep you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, he'll keep you. But there's some relationships you need to cut off. And nobody has to tell you that because your internal, the spirit of God is crying out when you're around them. You don't even feel comfortable, but you hang out anyway. Because God's spirit ain't going to let you feel comfortable in some mess. 
So if you're in some mess and you're not feeling nothing, you need to make sure that you know him. There's some activities that you need to sacrifice. There's some, there's some stuff you know you don't mean to be doing. When, if you got a duck to go into a place, you shouldn't go. Honestly, if you got to keep somebody or something secret, don't do it. That's a good rule of thumb. You don't even have to know scripture from that. If you feel bad and you feel like you got to hide yourself to do it or be with that person, you shouldn't be with him. And, you know, I, I just can't. The activities. Two o'clock in the morning when you're sitting in front of your computer. Just because nobody's standing over your shoulder, you do know God sees you, right? When you go to a movie and it cuss you out, the movie cuss you out. I just believe the Spirit of God have to be leaping. Because he's uncomfortable. You didn't took him somewhere that he's uncomfortable. It's some activities. It, there's some activities, y'all. You and your singleness. My ladies, you got to get up out of the bed. You can't lay there. My single lady, you can't lay there because you're going to get in trouble. There's some activities that might lead you into the wrong place. And you have to feel that spirit of God saying, mm-mm, mm-mm. Now, some of us need signs and, and bells and whistles, but the, the Spirit of God is always speaking. What we, have to, what we tend to do is just ignore that, because that's not what I want to hear. But it don't make it any less true. And the conviction shouldn't be any less. You start ignoring, ignoring his convictions, and you'll be a reprobate mind. So there's some sacrifice that needs to be made. Cut these people off. You're going to be better for it. Stop them activities. You're going to be better for it. More importantly, what you allow to go through your eyes, you have pictures that come back of that situation or that purpose, that person. And it don't serve purpose. Because you start entertaining that thought, and that thought will take over. After a while, you'll be making phone calls. It's a small thing. You don't have to look for the big things. Most people in Christ, they'll shun off the big thing in a minute, but they'll have that little one thing that ain't bothering nobody because don't nobody know. Your character. We're talking about your character. Sacrifice is necessary. It's a prerequisite. The scripture says bad company corrupts good morals. So you got to come out from among them. I like when people say, well, you know, I'm the Christian in the crowd, so I just hang out. The scripture said come out from among them. 
Because when the police show up, you can't say I'm the Christian in the crowd. That's not going to work. You're among them. You're among them. There's nothing that separates you from them. And there ought to be something different come out from among them. And don't touch no unclean thing. Character can be developed and maintained by being, by being led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is always speaking. And God sent his helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sent in his name. He will teach you and bring you, bring back to your remembrance everything he's ever taught you. The Spirit of God is a quiet voice. And this is something that I see happen a lot. People will say, I don't, I don't know what God is saying. And that's because you got so much going on. The loudness is going on. It's you and the enemy, and they're having a party up in there, and you can't hear that real quiet, soft voice saying, don't do that. Don't go there. Keep moving. Think about the times where you could have kept moving. But you decide to stay because the louder voice was telling you. It's just for a little while. But you got to heed to the voice of God because his spirit will protect you. He's not going to lead you into any mess. And we need his spirit every day. Every day. Every situation. You should be listening for the leading of God. Because if you do it his way, my scripture tells me that everything is going to be all right. Because it's all working together. It's all working together for the good. It's a prerequisite. Your character can be developed and maintained by keeping in faith and helping one another to do the same thing. I need you. Some of you need me. One of the blessings that God has really shown me in my age now is with my daughters. They're young women now. But I thank God for the convictions that they have when God and I brought them up. And my husband, we spend time with our children. And and God, these are some magnificent women my daughters are. I don't know, I'm a little prejudiced. But they have real convictions and when I'm having a bad day and frustrated, and it doesn't matter which one it is, most of the time Simone will come to me and she'll speak word, I mean straight word, smack me all across the face with it. Because she has convictions. And when I'm challenged to make a decision and it's about my feelings, she'll come right in and give me the word of God and remind me of my own convictions, and I can't say nothing. It's, like, it's not like you can go and tell them to be quiet because you taught them that. <laughs> Think about that. Your kids will come and set you straight, and you just sitting there gasping for air because you can't say nothing because you taught them that. They have convictions, and I love that. In the body of Christ, and especially the women, we talk about that all the time. There is nobody in this room that something has happened to you that hasn't happened to somebody else in this room. But we sit on it 
because we don't want nobody to know what I've been through. And so there's two or three people in the room with the same issue. And because you won't share, there's a fourth woman that's going to go through the same thing, but would have been better off if you'd have told her what you've been through. Absolutely. And so the scripture tells us to hold fast to our confession of our hope without wavering. Let us consider how to stimulate one another. Sometimes I'm not the one on the high note, you are. So you got to give it to me. And then the next time you on your bad day, call me. Because I'll give it back to you. Stimulate one another to love and do good. Not forsaking ourselves, to assemble ourselves together. You got to come around some other people who are leaving godly and striving the way you're striving. You can't hang out with sin all day and not get dirty. You just can't do it. I remember, I ain't still in this cave, but I remember Kalea preached, I think it was at Lundy Chapel, I want to be. She preached uh, about bumping. You know the old dance they used to call about the bump? And I was just thinking about that, that word stimulate. Because she was talking about how you can put two cell phones together and whatever's in one will bump over into the other phone. That was a feature that they created on the phones. If they're like androids, you can do that. And she, she had them people in that church just bumping each other. I just thought it was the funniest thing. But the principle, I've never forgotten that. Something I got will rub off on you. You just got to bump me. Stimulate one another for love and good deeds, forsaking not ourselves to assemble ourselves together. If I'm gone too long, I can tell the difference in my worship. When you're not in the house of the God too long, it gets easier to not be here. It gets easier. And then when something happens in your life, when you should be running to the church, we have to send people to your house. It's a prerequisite. Nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, wants to follow a leader that doesn't have integrity or character. Nobody wants to do that. I'm military, so I can remember when I would be led by what I considered to be a fool. I wasn't following because I wanted to. I was following because it was a requirement. Nobody wants to be led by somebody who has no character. You're gifting. You're gifting. Some people, their gift bring them before great people, the scripture says. And you can be gifted without character. And that's scary. It's scary. I remember going with Mama Ann one time. Me and Benita went with her and Pastor Dave, and Mama Ann was speaking on the, on, on, the, um, on the program. And there was this woman that went before her, or maybe it was after her. This woman came up with every cliche there was in the world. I'm going to take you to the higher level. God has turned around three times. She had every one of those little phrases, you know, that hype you up. 
And I remember me and Benita laughing so hard because we didn't hear that one scripture. I don't even think she brought up God, did she? It was incredible. And we were looking at each other laughing, and we were both saying, Pastor Dave wouldn't put up with that. <laughs> was like, Pastor Dave wouldn't put up with that. It, it, was, it was, she had a gift to hype the crowd, but gave them no word to take back home and fix their house and their job with. So I, I, that's a word that I have in my heart. I don't have to have you jumping off the walls. I'm praying I say something that's going to take you back to your house and to your job, and you're going to cause some change to come forth. Because God is called, you know, these days are getting very near. And if you can't see that, that's a problem too. But everybody needs character. And as you develop your character and attempt to maintain that character, because God will help you if you want him to, your character is going to be tested. It's got to be. Temptation. Test your character. It's not trying to bring you down. The temptation is designed to, to point out the weakness so that you can improve where you're weak. Some of us are so sensitive that they can't take that Criticism, corrective criticism from someone who's trying to help you grow. You're going to be tested. And when you're tested, it's going to be tested by the usual things. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You're going to get tested. And I tell you what, when you're tested, you might not always win that day. You might not get it that day. But it's, isn't it wonderful to know that you can go back and confess that thing? And not just confess it, but be forgiveness. The hardest thing for people to do is to forgive themselves. God then moved on and you continuing to tell yourself what you did wrong. It's part of our nature. We do that. Remember that this race is not given to the swift person. This, this is given to the one that endures. So your character will continue to have temptation because the Bible says we're going to have that temptation. But be rest assured now, there's no temptation that's coming to man that, other than that which is common. And even then, God will give you strength to stand and give you a way of escape. Most people avoid the way of escape. They just outright miss that. Some people feel challenged, and men can feel challenged. I got this. And God then opened a way out for you to move quickly out of the way. And that pride will get you in trouble. Because you should have ran, Joseph. Pride will get you in trouble. The swift. This race isn't given to the swift, but to those that endure to the end. Everybody's a leader. In some form, we're all leaders. Leader in your home, leader on your job, leader in the church. You are a leader over some sphere of influence. You are. All of us are. I'll tell you why we all are. Because somebody's watching you. Somebody is always watching me. I, it is an incredible thing to have somebody come up and tell you everything that you were almost thinking because they were watching you. 
watching your expressions, watching how you change, how you set your clothes up on your job. People are watching how you handle situations. People are watching in school, young people, when you're in school, they're watching to see if you're going to hold on to your conviction. Or are you just saying, I'm saved because mama's told you you were saved. Somebody's always watching. And they're waiting to see if what you believe lines up with what you say, lines up with what you do. And when you're consistent at that, that is integrity and character. What you believe, what you say, and what you do, they got to say the same thing. Because the moment that one of them are out of place, somebody's going to see you do it. They're going to hear you say what you said. And that's going to change their perspective of you and your character. Just that quick. You spend all these years trying to develop and maintain character in one moment. You are out of place. One moment you said the wrong thing, and it changes how people define your character. And I've learned what to do when that happens, because I don't always get it right. I, I, have, a, I have a lot of people that is under me um, and on my job. And I, I, silence is one of the best tools in the world, I promise you. When you upset, some, just be quiet. That's one of the best things you can do because you can't come back and say it. I said nothing if I'm quiet. But, you know, God will send people in your path, and so will the enemy. But the testing will come, the temptation to go ahead and tell them where to go and how to get there. If that was in you, it's still in you. Um, but the Spirit of God will tame that thing. And, I, you know, I think about, there's, you know, I, I thank God for the testers. Because I have one on my job that she tests me every time I show up. And God is so good that has kept me silent. And I try to maintain my character because it really is who I am. I believe I'm the same person in everywhere that I go. Uh, but I'm funnier at home. I laugh when I'm laughing at my with my children, I am silly at home. But my character is the same at work. And this lady, ooh, Jesus, she tests me. And I maintain my character around her. And I'll tell you something about being obedient to God. Something happened on the job one day, and the lady was... She told me her opinion of one of the staff members that I had. And because she's my tester, and I know she is, I just disregarded what she said. I'm believing nothing to come out of her mouth anyway. Was my thinking. And later, a few months later, exactly what she told me about that woman happened. And God made me go tell this lady, you were right. That had to be the most challenging thing I have ever had to do in my life. He told me to do it one day. I think it took me about two weeks to do it. It was so challenging to get my lips to say them words. You were right. 
But what I learned, I was sharing with one of the ladies at my job. I told her, I said, she makes me grow. I'm trying to change my perspective about it because I know she is my tester. She's there to test me, but she's making me grow. Because every time I get over a moment with her, there's growth. Growth in my character. Because, you know, we all have struggles, but let me tell you something about struggles. Struggle is only a struggle because somebody won't let go. That's what it is. You just refuse to let go. Everybody needs character before they have leadership. You have to have it. You have to have it. It is a prerequisite. Now here's the call. To begin the reconstruction process of your character. And this is for people who don't even know what their character is supposed to be like. You don't know Jesus. But I want to take this time to introduce you to Jesus so that the reconstruction of your character will cause you to be more like him. Everybody standing. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.